All right. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Listening with Leon Andrews. It is I, your host, Leon. I'm here another day, another week on this glorious, glorious day. This is really more recording this at night. It is at the moment, January 17th, 2022. Sad to say, I was thinking all about it all day today. I kept going, what is the significance of today? What is the significance of today? And then I finally realized that today would have been Betty White's 100th birthday. And it's so sad to know that fact. Uh, my wife and I had gotten into watching the Golden Girls as of last year. We binge watched it. She binge watched it more than I did. But I watched episodes with her and it was such a great show. And she was so funny in it with her with her Rose Nygaard, uh, and or it wasn't Nyland, but it was Rose was the main, was her name. And her stories of St. Olaf and how she annoyed Dorothy, Sophia, and Blanche, and all the other characters on this show. And she's going to be missed. She she is going to be missed. She was a very hysterical woman. I actually watched her SNL, her SNL episode that just after she had passed away, I was very, I wanted to watch the episode. It was very, very, very funny. But in lighter news, but in lighter news, I, I was supposed to have a guest today with me. Actually, I was supposed to have her yesterday. Unfortunately, she had to reschedule me. There's some things came up. I am prime. wasn't my business. I completely understand. So we were scheduling her for next week, for uh, for the next week. And hopefully, maybe, I might have another person with us at the same time. So we'll see those two things come together and see how that goes but I, it would have been nice to have her on the show. She was a lovely person. You guys might have known her from the other show if they won't listen. But uh, this is, you know, now she's doing it on my show. And that's that's way more important right now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm joshing. I'm joshing. Uh, actually, um, you know, I, I noticed that when I go back and listen to playbacks, I, I notice I say the word actually a lot. And I'm trying to really catch myself in, in doing that because I... I I just want to change some. I want to change some habits around. <laughs> and speaking speaking of which, I had this realization sometime last week that I am really I'm I'm really starting to handle my debt. I I called the I called the creditors up and I told them I can't pay it all in one lump sum, but I'm willing to pay it over installments. So it's a great way to show these people that I'm actively excuse me that i'm actively paying paying it off and doing something so it's not affecting my credit score uh very it's not impacting my credit score negatively and that's really 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 important and i and the other thing that i'm really keeping up at is my reading i've just finished reading joseph conrad's heart of darkness if you are aware of this if you guys are in the know of this book it is this it serves as the basis for francis ford coppola's war epic apocalypse now which i've never seen in my entire life i've heard it's a classic it should be watched i've never have i am interested in watching it i just don't i have not really made the time of it for it however I did read the novella by Joseph Conrad, and I, I, I want to write a review on it, but if I had to give a review right now, it is just that it's not an 
it's not a very contemporary book. It's not formatted in style in the way that I know books today. And even so, I was reading one of the books I finished earlier this year that carried over from last year was E.E. Doc Smith's Triplanetary, which serves as a prequel to the Lensman series. And I read through that and it was a that was a very good story, even though it was it was more you know, interconnected short stories. It's very interesting, very interesting book. And I'm looking forward to reading the rest of the series because I have heard that it is a classic. And one of the things that I did pick up on while reading is how I see how George Lucas was in, picked up some things from this story because one of the, the main enemy who is flying around in what he calls a deadly planetoid. And I couldn't help but think of the Death Star. It just it was right there in print. Anyways, I read through Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, and like I said, it was very the the story is told by one guy who overhears this other person's who becomes the narrator. His name is Char Charlie Marlowe. And this character is listening to this other character recount his story of how he wanted to, he got on a steamboat, went into the Congo to meet this other ivory, uh, this ivory tradesman named Mr. Kurtz and his experience with him. It has gotten points of, parts of very violence in it, decapitations, heads on pikes, and spears being thrown at. And I will too, as I read it, there was the use of the N-word every so often in the book. It was weird. And I and, and you couldn't help but I could not help but notice that it was written in a different time where uh Africans were looked down upon, especially the ones from actual continent of Africa. As I said before, it is a story. It's writing format was really weird. Sometimes I couldn't figure out who was talking and then I would have to backtrack a lot to see, to create the continuity and go, oh, okay, this person is the one. Oh, okay, it's the manager that's talking now. Okay, now it's Charlie Merlot talking. Okay, now it's Charlie Merlot narrating to the people that are on the boat. It, it, it was, it, it, the story was really something else. I read through all 88 pages and I mean, it got easier by it's it's broken up into three sections and it got easier near the end of the first section in the beginning of the second second section but it's still what maybe i just got used to it maybe i just got used to it so uh that i'm keeping up on my reading and i am reading an, another book now i'm reading through very large sci-fi epic battlefield earth yes we all know the movie yes that it, i will admit it is a very terrible movie. I've seen it a few times as a kid, and I watched it recently as an adult with a with a friend of mine, and it is definitely a bad movie. However, I'm willing to give the source material a chance and read what originally L. Ron Hubbard wanted to put out there for the people to read. And I'm reading it right now. I'm only 49 pages deep into the story. It's 952 pages Quite honestly, I'm going to just read it in parts and break away, read something short 
just because I I I know me, and sometimes I can end up really falling out of a book for a very long time, especially when they're that big. That happened to me when I read Stephen King's The Stand. Goodness, nine, eight years, about yeah, about about nine years ago, I read I read The Stand by Stephen King, and it's a great story, but it's so. I read the director's cut, which added another 180,000 words, according to an article I read on Wikipedia. And I I did like it. I did enjoy it. I remember bits and pieces of it, but I did remember falling off from reading and having to really get myself back into wanting to read the book again. So what I'm doing with, with this current book, Battlefield Earth, is I'm going to, once I hit where it ends into one part and goes into the next part. It, it the book is laid out in that way where it's in it's made up of scores of parts. Part one, two, three, four, so on, and in which within each part there are small chapters, and those those chapters range anywhere between two to eight pages. And it it's not so bad. And I just take it one at a time, and it's been it's. It's been it's been much easier to do it that way. <laughs> but I do have other books that I want to read in the meantime. I do have other books that I'm lining up to read in between that. I want to read some more public domain literature that is out there, especially what has been considered sci-fi classic. Funny enough, I picked up this one book, The Amazon of Mars, I think that's what it's called. It's not part of the John Carter series. This is something that was actually written by Lee Braggett, which... Funny enough, in the dedication page to Battlefield Earth, he mentions her as this book is for the following science fiction authors, which included E.E. Smith, H.G. Wells, Isaac Asimov, Arthur, Arthur C. Clarke, and Lee Brackett was mentioned. I thought that was really funny. That, that name never popped out at me before. Uh, the names I recognized were H.G. Wells. I recognized Joel Verne's. I recognized E.E. Smith. I recognized... Arthur Arthur C. Clarke, I recognize a lot of those names, but uh, there were names in there that just didn't really pop out of me, but it's really funny how when I went and when I was on the public domain site looking for books to read, one of them was this was this book by Lee Brackett, and I go and I start the Battlefield Earth and I see that her name is in there. And I was doing research on her and she was the she was considered the queen of sci-fi. The queen of sci-fi. Not really interested in reading the stuff that I found on the Gutenberg.org website. I'm, I want to read that. That's going to be one of the books I read in between that. All right, so I want to segue into another part that's been happening. As you know, I've been I've been in the convention. I've been in the convention scene, the, doing the whole cosplay thing, checking out all these panels, going to these conventions, talking to people and whatnot. We the my wife and I, we just finished doing the Central Florida Comic Con. We're kind of sad that we didn't go both days this past weekend. But we had so much fun this past Saturday. We got to meet so many people, make so many connections with others. Uh, I We got connected with other cosplayers. We were talking to people at ta- other tables. We checked out panels. We got connected to the people at panels. And I have to say, I got to meet this one guy, and I decided I am adding his book on my list of things to read in between the epic sci-fi that is Battlefield Earth. And it's this book series called God... God... Sorry, let me give that to you again. God Shard. 
that is the name of the series. The he gave me he gave me an autograph book. His name is Elman Elman Dean Todd. And I'm 99% sure I nailed his name. As you've seen before, I will put corrections in the description when I'm proof listening and editing this podcast for publication. I will make sure that it's there, but I am a I am 99% sure it's Elman Dean Todd. He wrote this book series. He used to be a, a he used to be a deputy uh, for the sheriff's department. I don't know where and which and what county and what state. And he decided to quit his job and start writing this book full time. And he's on the verge of starting to create a video game based on this series. And I got to talk to him and I made a really instant connection with this guy. He was really cool. We we really, really hit it off. We really hit it off. And I read and I wanted to read his book. And unfortunately, I, I told him I, I'm in the middle of reading another book right now. <laughs> and it's a very large book, but I, I explained to him what I explained to you guys, how I'll find points where I can break away and read something else in the meantime to kind of change things up because it's 952 pages. I ain't going to read it all in one go. Although it's been kind of a page turner. Neither here nor there. The other, So that night when I got his book, I decided to read it that night and I read the first nine pages. And then I said to myself, these are the only the first nine pages. This is only introducing the character in the world and eventually some situation will come about i told myself i'm gonna skip to chapter three i'm gonna go to page 64 and i'm gonna read from there either way it was either page 74 or 64 i can't remember which but all i remember was it was chapter three of part one and i read that and the first thing i read was some i went i was i was what who not that I was lost or confused, but the things in the situations that were happening made me really start turning the pages and really, really reading through this, really reading through this chapter. I was very much, I was immersed into what I was reading, and it's good. It's a very, very good, uh, it's a very good fantasy novel that I that I that I read, and I told him. I'm excited to read it right back from the beginning and go right where I read all that stuff that went down and I want to see how how we go from point A to point G. At the <laughs> he thought that was he thought that was very hilarious. Yeah, and my wife and I we made real big connections with a bunch of writers out there, a bunch of uh, authors in the Florida area and they're all really cool people so we met uh we we went to this panel where it was hosted by a gentleman named Rod unfortunately I don't have his author name I couldn't find him on social media right away but a part of the panel was Barb Jones Evan Bond once again if I'm incorrect I will put corrections in the description but I'm sure his name was Evan Bond I just recently bought one of his novellas on on Barnes and Noble's Nook and it's just a novella about 100 pages I'm looking forward to reading that at some point and then finally Maria DeVivo who is a supernatural paranormal writer and we're very I I'm looking forward to reading her stuff as well and then a gentleman named Steve and I'm also spacing on his name as last name as well he's also a ghost uh not a ghost writer that 
that would be the incorrect term. It's paranormal, paranormal author. He writes about this, about this town or this road called Lizardville and all the spooky happenings that occur at Lizardville. <laughs> Let me see if I can find his name really quick as I load up my phone. Steve Altier. That's his name. Steve Altier. Yep. And we made all these connections with these people. And I know, uh, and I just, I wanted to, I even told one of the, actually I told, I talked to two of the writers and I told them that I'm looking into getting into voice acting, doing voiceover work. And I explained to them that I do a podcast and I explained to them that I volunteer for LibriVox currently. And I'm doing these things and I'm just trying to, and I'm putting, I'm just putting out the vibes, guys. I'm just going out there. I'm just putting out the vibes. I just really realized that my wife and I and, we were really networking at this past at this past con at the past Central Florida Comic Con, and I cannot thank the organizer. I can't thank the staff enough for making sure that was being all of this was being put together that this happened because we made a lot of strong connections that day, and we had so much fun. I one of the things that happened while we were there was I we I went to the booth for the actor Jason Narvi who played Skull in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. If you're not familiar with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, it's an old series from the early 90s. 92, 93 is one of the years that it premiered and it's about these kids that use that are granted these abilities that puts them in in powerful costumes. And they fight aliens. It's a very fantastic show. It's based off of a Japanese series that they mashed together to have five pretty people. And one of the bullies that messed with the main characters was the duel of Bulk and Skull. And I got to meet Skull at the convention this past weekend. And one of the funny thing is, is that I was dressed up as Kirishima from My Hero Academia. If you're familiar, Kirishima Ejido, he's the one with the red hair. He becomes Red Riot or wants to carry on the name Red Riot in the series. And I noticed a lot of people cosplay as him as well. Very popular uh, very popular character to cosplay recently, I've noticed. I, th- I was not the only one that really likes Kirishima, which is nice, which is nice. But I kind of felt weird just being the same person as everyone else. Neither here nor there. And I had these, I was looking at my outfit, I was wearing the gym uniform, and I had my wig on, and I was just looking at myself and going, there's something missing to this outfit. And I decided to grab my my wraps for boxing, and I just wrapped up my hands and just made it a part of the costume, which added to it, it added to it. But what made it so funny was how Jason saw it and commented on it and asked me, who taught me how to do it? And I told him, well, I taught myself how to do it, which is essentially true. And he decides to, I'm going to show you how to properly wrap your hands. And then he also wanted to show me how to throw a, a jab and then a cross and a hook. And I told I, I already know how to do these, but I let him have it. And plus, he really created a moment for me and, and him. More for me than for him. I'm pretty sure he has all kinds of moments and memories meeting fans of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but it was, it was really fun, and I, I very much, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. You can find the, 
You can find the video clip on my Instagram, alternative underscore zen. It's right there. It's one of the, it's in one of the pictures that I posted up. And if you want to, you should totally follow my wife, Kitsu Cosplay, where she put all her stuff up. The recent cosplay she did was a My Hero Academia character, too. It was Mina Ashido from Class 1A. <laughs> and she was getting stopped. She did such a good job on the makeup. If you bring up a picture of Mina Ashido, and then look at the picture of, of my wife on her Kitsu cosplay, you would see the amount of detail that went into it, especially because she's only just wearing yellow contacts, and she just painted only around her eyelids, around, around, yeah, around the eyelids, black. But if you look at it at a right distance, it looks like her whole eye was black, and it was amazing until you got really close, and you saw she's just only wearing just the people contacts the regular small contacts that anyone would wear just to change their eye color from whatever to yellow and she does such a great job and we're looking forward to our next con people told us about sci-fi bartow that's absolutely free everyone's gonna go check that out and then our i would say our next major con that we're gonna go to is metrocon and tampa bay comic con following afterwards in both of them are in july all right, so that does it about the Comic-Cons and all the cons that we're doing and the cosplay we're doing, the connections we're making, the networking that we've been doing because it's been so fun and I'm having – and I'm just loving it. It, just may, it helps me extrovert myself out there more, make more connections with people because I've been a homebody for, for a couple years now. I've been doing this podcast and I finally got to start doing a podcast with somebody else and now I'm back to doing this show again and bringing people on and talking to them about their journeys and then one thing I am back on the, that I made sure to do on Sunday because we wanted to go to Central Florida Comic Con again for Sunday, but I told my wife we have so much that we need to get done around the house, and we 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 need to be productive because if we don't, we're we're just gonna put it off to the next weekend, and I I don't want that to I don't want that to happen. So we went around the house and we started organizing things around the house. We just part started putting more started putting more organization and order into our space one of the things that i did was i went behind the tv i took the t i took the tv off of the entertainment center and i just started going at it with all the cables that are back there i took the power strips i nailed them into the i nailed them into the wall i took which cables were closest to each other in terms of which console or what system was all next to each other and bundled them up and wrap them up in Velcro, and I just did all that. So I put so much more order in that space, and it makes it—it it looks so much. It looks a hundred times better than it ever did before. Because there was one thing that was really annoying about going back behind my TV was seeing all the cables just out, all willy nilly, just ah, just absolute chaos. It just—it really just bothered, just really bothered me. I went, ah, man, I gotta hide because you know you're trying to get the cables moving around. Then this one's under that one, that one's under this one. It's just weaving around, and just, I don't care for it. I went ahead just to put freaking order in there. Just just had to do it. Another thing that I did was I put together a TV tray where now I have a TV tray inside here. In Studio 95, I have this TV tray that has my laptop right below, that has my laptop on top of it. So this is this is allowing me to recording space, so I don't have to awkwardly 
navigate around the moving blanket curtain to get to the record button and then awkwardly and then as I'm done recording awkwardly go back and hit the button again <laughs> it's just like a, it's just the whole thing and and it allows me to even now I'm sitting down and I'm able to record and talk and do 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 this and yesterday I was I was I got a lot of recording done. I I was editing some things for the chapter that I was reading for for the LibriVox project that I'm on, and I also followed it up with just recording another chapter that I have now saved that I can edit after I'm done recording this podcast as well for publication. And I'm just really just trying to keep just really keep myself in order. Not only keep my space in order, but also keep myself in order where I'm just pushing through, making sure, hey, I'm making a dedication. I want to make sure that I'm getting these things done and I know what I need to get done. Other things that I am looking to doing as an author, as a writer, I am writing more as if you are following my blog, stillfoxes.home.blog. I put out a review of Resident Evil 6, which I had just finished about a week, not even a week ago, I just finally finished the game for the first time ever, and I have thoughts on the game, and I put it out. I put it into about a thousand words, and I put it out there for y'all to, to y'all to read. I have another review coming up that I want to do on another video game that I've been playing on the Nintendo Switch. That was a really, really interesting and very fun game. So please be on the lookout for that. I'm, I'm trying, to, like I said earlier this year, I want to diversify myself as a writer. Not just being a creative writer, but also a nonfiction writer, putting out stuff, reviews, essays, analysis, what have you. And right now I'm expanding out into reviewing more video games and hopefully books as I read them. So as I read my all these books this year, that's my one of my one of my biggest resolutions is to read this year, and I have been doing that. You know, I I'm glad that I'm doing this. It's a really guys, it's a really good time to make sure as you're setting these goals. That you're really sticking to them. And this is a time that this is a time to make or break habits. Now, trust me, you still got twelve. You still got eleven more months after this. But it's a good time to start creating habits now and putting in that that mindset that this is how you're going to be this year. And you know to recognize your triggers or to recognize certain things about yourself so you can rise above it. But I'm gonna put out more reviews for you guys, and then of course I have the the creative writing side that I'm working on. I did take uh, attend a couple of panels that talk about self publishing books. I made sure I went to those over this last Saturday, and I got a lot of information about how to self publish a book. I just need my proofreader to proofread my my book, make sure it's good, and if I have to do any edits or any add ons to make it a little bit more interesting or just to make it that much more near. For publication, I'm going to do that. Staying on top of my targets, staying on top of my goals, staying, keeping the order in on myself. This is Leon Andrews. Who's listening? You did. Thanks.